Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Up and Adam, I'm Jack Tomzak. That is not Andrew Lee. He's on nope. vacation. EJ Haas filling in. Thank you. You're very welcome. Where can people find you on the Twitters and whatnot? Mm-hmm. Just do a search on Facebook or Twitter for EJ Haas and you'll find me for sure. All right. It is ladies' night in the morning. At 8.30, Dorothy Fleming will come in. She's the former deputy chair of the Minnesota Republican Party. Uh, talk about, she's now, uh, she critiques films. She'll be in talking about women in film at 8. Representative Sarah Anderson joining us for a big talker at peace at uh, pbs.org, the hidden sexism that will, that may determine the presidential election. And now in studio, Republican candidate for Senate District 59, that's the seat currently occupied by the scandalous Bobby Joe champion, uh, Jennifer Carnahan. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning. All right, first question everybody gets, who are you and why are you running? Yes. Um, as you mentioned, my name is Jennifer Carnahan, and um, I was adopted from South Korea in 1977. And my parents raised me to believe that if you can dream it, you can live it. And so since I was a young girl, I've been chasing my dreams. So I've had the chance to work in sports marketing. I worked for the Timberwolves locally. Oh. And then out in California, I worked for the Angels. Um, and then I jumped over to corporate America. So I worked for General Mills, Ecolab, and then Swarovski. Um, North America. They had a business unit out here. But for me, it's all about having the opportunity to chase your dreams. And I am concerned that the state of how things are going, that those opportunities are not going to be there for generations to come. So that's the big reason why I'm running. So you're, you you had a successful business career. Most of those people swear off ski politics because it's a, it's a dead end that'll make you miserable. Why on earth are you getting involved? <laughs> You know, I've been involved in volunteering and giving back to the community since I was a really young girl. So I started in high school and volunteered throughout college and throughout my entire adult life. So I've worked with Big Brothers Big Sisters, the Salvation Army, Junior League of Minneapolis. So I've always given back. And politics has just been something that's always been an interest of mine. And aspiring to work in public service has also been a goal of mine as well. Wow. Tired of being happy? <laughs> Uh, and your website uh, is Carnahan for Senate? Correct. Do I have that correct? Carnahanforsenate.com. Check that out. Now, 59, North Minneapolis, right? It's a North Minneapolis and most of downtown Minneapolis. So up to the very southern edge of Brooklyn Center. Okay. Uh, when's the last time that was represented by a Republican? Oh, gosh. I think it was in the 80s sometime. 1880s? Oh. <laughs> 1680s? Maybe. <laughs> um, very difficult because right now there's not a Republican at any level of office representing Minneapolis. At all. Not, yeah. not at the city level, not at the state, and certainly not at the federal level. And uh, former Republican and former Governor Arnie Carlson just did uh, an interview at MinPost where he talked about you know he was elected in Minneapolis. And you, there was a time when Republicans did have something in Minneapolis, and it's been a long time. Uh, what, what, what makes you, you different? I think I'm different because I'm not your traditional candidate. So, you know, just on the exterior makeup, I'm not the 50-year-old Caucasian male, mm -hmm. right? I'm a, a thir late 30-year-old 
Asian female adopted from South Korea. I think I'm an outsider, so I'm hoping that people will actually get to know me, get to know my experiences, and get to allow me to connect with them and look at what I'm passionate about in the community and vote based on who I am as a person Mm -hmm. versus looking straight at the party line and saying, okay, she's got an R behind her name. We assume this, 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 and this. It's going to take a lot. I I managed the campaign for Congress in 2010 against uh, Keith Ellison. And it's very hard in Minneapolis to get to get over the the Republican label. Like people, a lot of people just won't even listen to you. Um, so I hope you're successful in getting people to look beyond party, party labels to see who you are and, and look into what you want to do. Because uh, most people, regardless where you live, agree with us on a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. No, that's the absolute truth. They don't realize that they are actually more aligned with a Republican than a Democrat because. Their whole family and mm-hmm. all their friends mm-hmm. have just always done it that way. Mm-hmm. And and I think in Minnesota, we are very quick to say, well, that's just how it's always been done. And right. so we just keep doing it that way instead of looking at, at you know, outside the box yeah. and doing something else. And it should be in Minneapolis. It should be like shooting fish in a barrel when it comes to public education. Yes. Because the Democrats have been in charge of that and have failed Minneapolis. Education is such a big issue, especially in that northern part of Minneapolis with mm-hmm. the graduation rate. I think it's 47 percent shameful. The achievement gap um, between students of color and Caucasian students, I think we fall dead last out of all states in the U.S. It's it's shameful. It's shameful. shameful. That should be the headline on every single news station in all of Minnesota, and probably we need some federal attention as well. Because the federal government's so good at fixing problems? Not federal, I mean national. National I don't mean federal federal government attention. I meant national news attention. So that's a problem. That is a problem caused by the the Democrats who've been in power in Minneapolis for forever, uh, how would you solve that? You know, one of the things I was thinking about, because I've been in Big Brothers, Big Sisters, so I've been a big sister for over a decade. Wow. Um, what I've realized through that program is you have to pay attention to the kids when they're young. That's when you have to get involved, because every year that they go through school that they don't catch up, they fall further behind. And so I feel like Everyone's so focused on looking at high school. Mm-hmm. By the time they're in high school, I'm sorry to say this, but it's too late. Yeah. You have to get them when they're three, four, five years old. And and things I mean, you can I, I've seen I've seen stand and deliver. So I know that in high school you can you can turn kids around. Which is it's it's exponentially harder at that point mm-hmm. than to fix than to get them going on the right path from the get go. Uh, so what do we do? You know, I think that there's a way to a couple things. One around um, schools. Schools have to be safe environments for teachers and for Mm -hmm. students. Another big issue, especially in North Minneapolis, is around nutrition. Is kids need to be, they need to have proper access to food, you know, so that they are healthy and taken care of. And it's also the home environment. If they're not set up in an environment to promote education and studying and all of that, it's just very difficult to overcome. So, I'm not 100% against programs, but it's got to be the right programs mm-hmm. to invest in these students early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Betsy Hodges had a had a plan, and frankly, I don't know where where in the progress of making that plan a reality it is. But the cradle to grave, cradle to K plan, <laughs> where where she she wants to do with government what we all think should be done, um, and I'm, I'm never convinced that government is the right vehicle for making sure people are raising their kids right because I, I don't know how you do you want government showing up at your door but you know 
some people do. So, and it's usually the government that wants the government to show up at your door, but not I, their door. I, I think we can all agree that even though we, we do spend a lot of time ripping on Minneapolis public schools, that the, you only have the kids for so so long during the day, and the majority of the time they're at home. And if at home is not a place where you're uh, quiet, peaceful, calm, getting good food. Safe, safe and fed, yes. The school can only do so much. The school can only do so much. And they say, I don't know if you've heard the statistic, they say it takes seven positive adult influences to impact a child's life. And I actually learned that when I was in Big Brothers, Big Sisters, because I had one little sister. She's still one of my good friends to this day. She's Mm -hmm. 25 and just got married. So this is when I was out in California. But she was from an immigrant uh, Mexican family. And I became her big sister when she was 12 years old. She had five younger siblings. So she had a a 10-year-old brother, an 8-year-old, 4-year-old, and a 2-year-old. She would come home from school, and she would just essentially babysit. Yep. So they were all living in one bedroom, a family of seven. They shared a two-bedroom apartment with another family of six. I mean, there were 13 people in one apartment. And when I just got involved with her, my first thought is, how do I expose her to things that she wouldn't otherwise know because her parents didn't know. You know, sure. they came over here, they're trying to work hard to make mm-hmm. a living for their kids. You know, her dad was a dishwasher in a restaurant, her mom cleaned houses. And so when I had her, I would see her once or twice a week. It was all about what can I do to help her? So we'd work on homework together. We'd go do fun outings, like go to Disneyland. I'd take her to work with me so she could get exposed to different career paths. And How you know, many kids in one room? Five kids. Plus uh, two parents. Plus seven two people. parents. I would just set her out in a field. So enjoy the space. Yeah. And I'll be I would back ha- in 20 minutes. I would have her come stay over at my, my apartment mm-hmm. at least once a month. So she could just be a, a kid, a 12-year-old mm-hmm. kid. You mm-hmm. know, she could stay up late. They could eat ice cream. I would let her bring a friend mm-hmm. just so she could get away from that stress of what she was experiencing every day in life. It, it just, it, it really a smaller was challenging. Smaller room than probably the room we're in now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I need to find more families like this to drop off my kids so they're a little damn grateful once in a while at home. Mm-hmm. Like, you have no idea how good you get it. Mm-hmm. Can I get ice in my water? What? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, we got a phone call. Todd in Woodbury. Good morning, Todd. Good morning. Uh, I just had a question for the candidate. Um, what do you think the litmus test should be for a candidate running? Should it be uh, a conservative, liberal, a socialist? Oh, oh. Uh, a litmus test to what? Just run for office? All right, we lost Todd. We lost Todd. Let it kind of sounds like a like what? What's the label that you're looking for in a candidate? Like, like right? what, what determines if somebody's a Republican or what determines if somebody's a Democrat? It was kind of tough. I didn't get the question, and he, and he dropped off. Um, what do you think is the is the biggest difference? Because people, you know, they do they do put a lot of value in party labels sometimes. You know, candidate, sometimes that matters. Sometimes uh, there's really not that big of a difference between the two. But what makes you fundamentally different from your Democrat opponent, Bobby Joe Champion? Well, number one, I think I genuinely want to better the community and better Minneapolis. I mean, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Is are, is someone in it for the right reasons? I'm not in it for personal gain. I'm not in it for notoriety. I'm not in it for my ego. Are you trying to enrich your friends at all? No. Okay, there's a big difference right there. What do you think your chances are? So if you compare it to the last presidential election, right, Mm -hmm. comparing apples to apples, um, I think the Republican state Senate candidate got approximately 6,000 votes. Okay. Whereas Bobby Joe got 28,800. 
And if you look even back two more presidential cycles, the votes for the Republican were less. It was 5,000. I think if you go back four more years and then go back another four years, it was around the 4,000. So it's a it's a significant uphill climb. Yeah. Um, And again, it's just it's the people have to listen to the message and not look at the letter behind my Mm -hmm. name, because if that's the case and people just vote a straight ticket, Mm -hmm. if you look at the historical voting of the district, then do you think that Trump will help or hurt you? Because there'll be a lot of people, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, that will not vote straight ticket. I think in parts of Minneapolis, Trump at the top of the ticket would be hurtful. Okay. And that's just not based on any scientific data, Mm -hmm. just my own gut feel. Because there are a lot of people that just feel this election is so divisive and that both candidates have been very divisive. Mm -hmm. So I've heard people that are Republicans that I know have been Republicans and voted that way their entire lives. Mm-hmm. They're really struggling to go out and vote. Yeah, it, it's I believe Donald Trump when he says he's going to bring new people in. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that means new people into the party long term, new people into the party for this election that will continue voting Republican down ballot or just new people in one day for him right. specifically or new people in who are going to skip voting and say, I like Donald Trump. Well, Did you vote? No. Right. Well, and will that out, will his new people in outweigh the old people out? Right. That's, that's the struggle I'm having right now. And I I can't quite get a gauge on that. Well, one of the difficulties you'll have as a, as a state legislative candidate, uh, I faced in 2006 when I would knock on the door and people would say, well, President Bush is, is, has his knee deep in a war. What are you going to do about it? Well, from St. Paul, nothing. Right. So you're going you're, you're to get a lot yeah. of Donald Trump-related questions when you're out door knocking, and, and and it's got little to do with you, your race, and your job as a state senator. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand, too, because I've already gotten emails from people asking me mm-hmm. just, they're, they're just like, I just want to know the answer. How are you voting? And, you know, that's all they want to know. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to explain to people that's not the conversation we should be having at this level, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Because if he wins or loses, or if Hillary wins or loses, that doesn't impact what the um, elected officials in Minnesota are trying sure. to do. So so sure. how do, have you been out talking to the people yet? I've been out um, to a couple events. I was at Juneteenth this mm-hmm. past Saturday. Um, so that was actually great in, in North Minneapolis to get out and talk to a few people. What's there. the reaction been? Hi, I'm Jennifer. I'm running for state Senate. What party are you? I'm a Republican. No. So I haven't introduced myself right away as Hi, I'm Hi, Jennifer. I'm yeah, I'm a Republican. <laughs> no giant I, elephant no. on your side. <laughs> I've just been going out and talking to people and just having authentic conversations, getting to hear from them what issues are important, what they care about in the community. And then that's when I tell them what's at the, the number, end of the conversation. What's the number one issue you hear people asking you about? What I'm hearing in uh, in North Minneapolis that people are caring about is education and, yep. and, and safety and peace. Yep. So Not surprised. Yep. You should win. You should win because the party in charge has a horrible track record on those things. And my fear is yep. that this this Minnesota bias against Republicans, which is uh, more concentrated in the cities, mm-hmm. is going to be more powerful than the fact that what the Democrats have tried to do in Minneapolis to solve those problems has not worked for decades. It hasn't worked, but how informed are the voters at different levels and different parts, you know, especially in the Senate district? Well, and if you're going to need, you know, close to 30,000 votes to win... You're going to have to talk to 70,000 people, Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. you know, on a regular basis. I mean, you're just going to have to get out there and be seen Every very day. many times. Yep. Yeah. Well, we wish you the best of luck. 
Thank uh, you. The people of Minneapolis have been uh, underserved, misserved by Bobby Joe Champion and mm -hmm. others, and uh, they're not they're not getting they're not getting anything out of it. And uh, the Democrats who run that city, uh, represent that city, and the state legislature make big promises and never deliver, and people just keep voting for them. They do. Drives me nuts. It's got to change. It's got to change. Best of luck to you. Your website, CarnahanForSenate.com. Again, that's CarnahanForSenate.com. I assume you're taking uh, contributions and volunteers and all kinds of things there. I am. I'll take them all. All right. Sounds good. Thank you very much for coming in. We appreciate it, and good luck. Thank you. All right. When we return, we'll talk about a piece that uh, PBS.org has, the hidden sexism that may determine the presidential election. E.J. Host in for Andrew Lee, and I will also have my state representative, Sarah Anderson, in studio.